don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as oh, it still work! Wow! He hits it, he's done it! That's what we're on our way to, 2016, the run to the grand final. This is the run to the finals. That was 2015. Seriously, goosebumps for that. Maria Cialis, editor of Big League Magazine, welcome to today's podcast. Where were you when Jonathan Thurston kicked that field goal? I was at the local Canterbury Leagues Club oh, where packed packed with people remembering how the Bulldogs let Jonathan Thurston go, <laughs> um, but all, all backing the Cowboys by one, jumping up. Like they were on our own team, it was fantastic. Uh, absolutely. Pam Miley, senior writer for Big League Magazine. Welcome. Where were you when Jonathan Thurston kicked that field goal? I was with Maria at Canterbury Leagues Club. <laughs> oh, where else? <laughs> where else would you be? Where well, it was a Big League be? office party or yeah. something, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, got a, it's got a fountain. Uh, got a good Chinese. It Look, has. It's great. Uh, $3 dollars schooners or something. <laughs> I'm going to call them up. Uh, by the way, free advertising. Uh, that reminds me. of Remember back in the day when they they. Flashback to the uh, the Leagues Club whenever they had the broadcast. Or now, oh, here we are at Canterbury Leagues Club and then they show the vision of the people just sitting around and then, uh, you know, Steve Guerin has scored a try. Yeah! <laughs> exactly. Great days. I was at the North Bondi RSL. My TV wasn't working. So I had to take my mother and my wife to the North Bondi RSL. It was the greatest game of football that I haven't seen live. It was incredible. There were three Broncos supporters sitting up at the bar and their day just got progressively yeah. worse and wow. worse and worse. Unbelievable. Terrible so, time. So that's what we've got. We're, we're, we've got that coming up, the 2016 Rugby League Grand Final, first weekend in October. Up to that point, we're going to do our uh, weekly Run to the Finals podcast. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. When you have a legal issue to tackle, call Slater and Gordon on one 555 We've got lots to get through. We've got a few special guests today. Mark Gasney, leading Rugby League analyst, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Besides you. <laughs> no, he's a good man, Gaz. Um, he's going to tell us uh, what's the latest with Robbie Farah and the West Tigers. Also, have a look at his Dragons and see what's going on there. They just can't score a point, can they? Now they're letting them in too, which has uh, been a bit of a concern. But let's have a look at our headlines for the week that was and, of course, what's coming up, uh, some of the big news coming out of it. Um, uh, I want to get to uh, Charlie Gubb. And when I heard the news... Last night, Pam, that he had been suspended for seven games. He challenged mm-hmm. that and he's got loading and uh, priors and all that sort of thing. I just went, eh, fair enough. Yeah. Your thoughts? Same. That's exactly what I did too. I don't know who kind of advised him to go to the judiciary, but it wasn't excellent advice there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's got, as you said, priors. He's got, um, he had previous incidents as well. So Two, two incidents in the one game. Yeah, exactly. So he's just not learning the lesson. So um, I think that was pretty obvious that that's what he was going to cop. The other part of it is this, that if it was a Rabbitohs player, if it was a Canterbury player, maybe maybe even a little more high profile than Charlie Gubb, then maybe it becomes back page news, you know, rubbed out to the semifinals. Mm -hmm. Because it's Charlie Gubb and because it's the Warriors, it's like, eh. Yeah, it's a bit slack, isn't it? I feel... There's not as much made of it, Maria. No, 100%. I also think that there are a few people who are outraged that that tackle particularly got seven weeks without bringing in the prior stuff. 
And, you know, if you speed too much, you lose your license. If you hit people a certain way too much, unfortunately, this is what happens. Oh, I'm, I'm not having a go at the system. I like yeah. the system. Mm. I think the system's really strong. But in the, on this occasion, I think they just played through the Charlie Gubb stuff and it's like, yeah, right, this is an yeah, easy one. Should have just taken the five weeks and I hope agree. for the best. Yeah. I agree. At least you got two weeks in before the semi final. This is like yeah. taking him right up to the semi final. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like second second week of the finals, isn't it? Yeah. No, seven weeks from yeah, now. Yeah. So it, it, they just didn't think that one through, um, the Warriors. Rugby League World Cup draw has been announced. Um, only the two games for Sydney, uh, England versus Lebanon. Uh, England versus Australia. Nothing in Western no, no. Sydney. Australia versus Lebanon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Australia, we are the home nation and the host nation. I better put them. Yeah. Australia versus Lebanon. Yeah. Um, disappointment. We've heard from Corey Payne a lot, the CEO of the Panthers. Um, is it fair in what he's saying, Maria? Well, it's interesting because it, it seems as though the New South Wales government were the ones who kind of didn't put in to get these games mm. to different venues. So mm. um, I, I do feel... I think it would have been nice to have a game in Western Sydney, particularly like Australia v Lebanon would have been nice to have at um, Belmore or Parramatta. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Penrith even. Um, what about uh, from Penrith point of view, there's a huge Polynesian community out there. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, Samoa and Tonga, um, Fiji even. Uh, yeah. Some of them, you know, th- they've had those Polynesian tests out there previously and drawn good crowds yeah. out at, uh, out at uh, Penrith. So I think there was an opportunity. The only thing about it is, and from Corey's point of view, he's got to wade through the political minefield, uh, and that is that the uh, Minister for Events in New South Wales and the Minister for Sport is Stuart Ayres, who's the local member for Penrith. So, uh, And it was also instrumental in getting some of the $22 million required for his high-performance centre. So... You've got to be very careful about where your criticism lies. When Darwin says, hey, we want a game and we'll give you some money for it, how do you say no to that? Well, exactly. If they're willing to put their hand up for it, mm. why not give it to them? If mm. they're willing to you know, provide all of the facilities and, and things like that, go you know, for it. And one of the great things about the Rugby League World Cup of 2013 was not that there were such competitive games and that there was uh, you know, all across the, the UK, was that at the end of the tournament they announced a profit. And you know what happens to the profit? It goes towards the promotion of rugby league in those uh, lesser nations. Mm-hmm. So surely you could try, like, if at the end of all of this, at 2017, they say, oh, by the way, we made 10 million bucks and we can help promote rugby league in other areas, you go, fantastic. Absolutely. 100%. So the bottom line is the bottom line on that one. Uh, allegedly, Jared Haynes has been spotted uh, in the car park at Allianz Stadium uh, going in for a Waratahs meeting. Waratahs or Roosters? <laughs> oh, Sydney Swans. And is someone yeah. just yeah. Swannies. Is someone just sitting in the car park waiting for him? Probably. It's like a photographer perch. <laughs> who gets Do we have the off? money for this? Who gets tipped know. off? Although everyone's a journalist these days <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Their phones. Uh, yeah. We don't know where that, that, that photo's been attributed to. But uh, the, the issue I think that Jared has is this, that he's going to require, let's just say, um, he's the Christy Turlington of rugby league, and he doesn't. Or was Christy it Linda, uh, Linda Evangelista who said, "I don't get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars." Yeah, it was Linda Evangelista. <laughs> right, sorry, yeah, Linda, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So um, let's call Jared Hayne the Linda Evangelista of rugby league. He doesn't get out of bed for a million bucks, right? For less than less yeah. than, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the Waratahs to pay him a million bucks, they have to pay him a million bucks because the ARU can't top him up because he's not eligible to play for Australia. That happened. That happened that he couldn't play for Australia when he played for Fiji. Mm-hmm. In the sevens, in uh, this morning in the Telegraph, they said the Waratahs would pay him three hundred thousand, and then the rest would have to come from third party deals, <gasps> et cetera, et cetera. So guaranteed third party deals. <laughs> yeah. They have a habit of falling over those ones, don't yeah, they? That, well, that's a lot of money to promise. Uh, over huge a huge amount. Yeah, like huge exactly, amount. Exactly. Yeah. And mm. 
I don't see it happening. I really don't. I think he's going to end up in the NRL. I think this is all just, um, I don't know, promotion. Would it be his manager, manager Wayne Beavis perhaps shopping him around to get I the best so. price? Yeah. And to be honest, that's what managers have to do. Yeah. Yep. That, that's it. And let's not call them managers. Let's call them commission agents. Let's sure. be honest. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what they do. They they try to get the highest price for their client. That's yeah. that's what they're bound to do. As, as a byproduct of that, they get more money. But you know that that's the way the system works. Oh, the other big news you wanted to share with us, Maria? You felt it was um, newsworthy. Oh, look, it was the next most interesting thing <laughs> <laughs> that um, the Bulldogs are uh, have almost re-signed Greg Eastwood and Josh Jackson. Eastwood for two years, Jackson for four years, three point five million dollars. Hang on a minute. They've almost re-signed them? Well, yes. Yeah, so this is... This, this has Cody Walker <laughs> written all over it. This has been an <laughs> ongoing saga. Right. Um, and the telly got um, relaying on it today and they're very close. So, because Eastwood's um, off contract at the end of this year, obviously, and he was quite worried whether or not he'd get um, re-signed at all, whether he'd have to retire or go somewhere else. So, he's been playing well this year, I think. He's been around forever, it seems. Forever, and he's, and he's yeah. not mm. that old. No, he's only 26 or 27. Yeah, yeah. 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 he is a very, very good player. Yeah. Um, and Josh Jackson is a future captain of the Bulldogs, right? Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, I think his name's been thrown up from a New South Wales point of view as well. Yeah. As a future captain of New South Wales. So um, you understand why they want to hang on to him. Uh, and if uh, they are able to do that four-year deal, very close, very close. Very close. Good luck, Rayleigh. Always very close. <laughs> Always very close. So uh, <laughs> uh, we'll look forward to it. Yes, big news, of course, coming out of Belmore yeah. uh, that we had to touch on. So there you go. Well, go when to... they beat the Cowboys tonight. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. We're not getting to Felix. Are <laughs> oh, we going Felix predictions early doors? Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to them very shortly. We'll get to uh, some of our special guests. You're listening to the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, when you have a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Triple five, triple seven. Time to speak our first uh, special guest of the podcast. He's described as a leading rugby league analyst. This description generally comes from him. So it's uh, great to have former Dragon star Mark Gazney on the line. Hello, Gaz. How are you, Jimmy? It's not hard to be that when you sit next to you lot, is it? Yeah, fair enough. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, where are you? You're at the airport. You're on your way up to Townsville for the big game tonight. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I can't wait for this one, actually. I mean, the Bulldogs, surprisingly, they're 12 from 16 at 1-300 small. So wow. they've actually got a really good record coming in, yeah. So, mate, it's going to be a cracker. And, um, you know, I know when I played post-Origin 3, uh, I really hit the skids for probably the next three weeks. Not physically, just mentally. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, the majority of those players back up. Um, hi, guys. It's Maria. Um, yeah, these guys had a big laugh at me when I said the dogs would beat the uh, Cowboys tonight, and I, I've tipped them in the magazine as well. But um, they do have a tendency to beat teams you don't expect them to, don't they? Yeah, Maria. Yeah, they do. Look, I think with the dogs as well, they've just got such a resilient defence. And whilst we, you know, we always drag our attention, well, I know I do, to their attack. And, you know, I've probably been critical of their attack, particularly over the last, well, probably even three years, you know, since Ben Barber was gone. Um you can't get away from the fact that they're so resilient defensively, particularly on their goal line. And that's what wins them a lot of scrappy games where their attack isn't great. Whereas now, I think this year, particularly in glimpses, not necessarily all year, but their attack's actually shot. I think Josh Reynolds is a lot more constructive in the way he goes about things. Moses Zumbai, we know when he does touch the ball, he's brilliant. But the way their forwards have gone, you know, Tony Williams has come to his own since returning from reserve grade down that left edge. And they're just, there's a lot to like about them. Um, on top of that, they have been there, done it before. But, you know, if I had one criticism, it would be the halves to stand up at crucial times when needed, more so with their kicking game and control of the match, not so much their ball playing, etc. But, yeah, a lot to like about the Bulldogs at the moment. 
Hey guys, it's Pam. I wanted to ask you about the uh, the hot topic of today, which is uh, Jason Taylor dropping Robbie Farah down to reserve grade. What did you? He kind of said this morning that he thinks that the West Tigers are a better team without Robbie in the team. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? And do you think it's the right move? Hey Pam. Well, look. To, to be honest, I thought he should have stuck to his guns. Um, you know, last year, unfortunately, if that's the way Jason wanted to go and he wanted to get rid of Robbie and he didn't see his future at the club, well, then you got to stick to it. And I think Jason, in hindsight, would realise this, and this is just through an experience. You know, you've got to look at Wayne Bennett. When he moves people on, no one knows about it and the deal's done. And you've got to suss out your options beforehand. And whilst it's hard to keep a secret in the world of rugby league, you've got to kind of almost have an agreement with another club that's going to take him, knowing that it's going to happen. So don't come out and say that he's going to play reserve grade if he stays here when he hasn't got a club to go to and the deal's not done to move him on. I think that would be the biggest lesson learned. But at the end of the day, I reckon he thought that 12 months ago and nothing's changed. He just feels as though now's the right time to drop in. Why? I don't know. Particularly this close out of the semi-finals and when they're in such a position that um, they can't risk disharmony. But then that makes you wonder... Is it what the players wanted? Because you wouldn't risk, um, you know, disharmony amongst the ranks this time of the year. So uh, it's an interesting decision. I think there's a lot to look into it. But at the end of the day, if Jason won this 12 months ago, he should have stuck to his guns then and they'd be in a different situation and headspace right now. Gaz, how do the fans understand this better? Because this is a guy who was chosen by Laurie Daly to be the hooker for New South Wales because there was no one else better, but he can't make the West Tigers side who's running 12th uh, their top 17. Is it just football or do we just assume that it's more than that? Well, <laughs> They're poor fans, isn't it, Jimmy? I mean, it's like trying to understand a bunker decision. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just confusion after confusion after confusion with the fans. And that's why I think we need a big review at the end of this year to simplify a lot of things and a lot of the way things are done in order to get rid of that confusion amongst the fans. But I guess it's hard, Jimmy. You, you probably speak to a lot of the fans and they're divided. You know, some mm. will say, well, hey, he's a club legend. He is the heart and soul of the Tigers. Don't dare let him go. And then you speak to another group and they'll say well no it's time to move on it's time to look forward he takes up too much of the cap at the end of the day you've got to put a lot of trust in the brains trust that run the club and say well hold on what money is he on is it beneficial if we have to get rid of him how much is it still going to be in our salary cap like it's got to be a thoughtful decision mm. you can't just react off the back of emotion so there's a lot to in saying that that thought should have already been put in there too like yeah, you can't true. get backed by the powers to be at the club JT and not we've already consulted them and, and weighed up their options and, you know, I guess done a bit of a analysis on whether it's a good or a bad thing for the club. But, I mean, you know, I, I called that game out at Campbelltown when uh, all that thing stuff happened when Robbie got told he was going to get moved on and the crowd reacted in a favourable manner to Robbie. So uh, it'll be interesting to see this week be the Dragons. For sure. Well, that's what we wanted to ask you about the Dragons. They um, started the season quite well and have been um, pretty proud of their defence, I guess, the, the past few years, but they haven't been able to score as many points and, and now they're kind of leaking them as well. What What's happening there? Look, it's a good question. Um, I don't think they've got the same intent and commitment. When you look at last year, the desperation they showed when they defended their line, whereas you look at it this year, particularly take Friday night as an example, via the Titans, a crucial game an opportunity to put four points clear of one of your main competitors to trying to get them bottom three spots of the eight. And, you know, there wasn't too much to like about it, you know, and that's from body language as well. But um, I think whilst a lot's been made of their attack, you're right, the cornerstone, they won nine in a row last year, purely off the back of their defence. So they need to get that back whilst tinkering with their attack. And it's hard to... You can't have energy in both. You've got to find that balance. Cowboys find a really good balance in... And the Roosters did it the year they won it too in finding the balance of the desperation and commitment in your defence, but then you've still got to find energy and effort to have the structure and the awareness in your attack 
to execute set plays. So, you know, a lot of it comes down to training for it, particularly uh, particularly attack under fatigue. I know good teams do a lot of training in the preseason under fatigue with their attack and making sure they get it right. So, look, the Dragons have got a lot, a lot to work on. But the thing is with this competition, it, <laughs> the bottom three spots are still up for grabs. So whilst they could be awful last week and the week before, they could come out and win the next two in a row and they're in the eight. So it's, it, the opportunity is always there. There's been a lot of buzz around um, under-20s fullback Matt Dufty for the Dragons um, in terms of scoring points. Do you see him in the frame for first grade anytime soon or do you think he's a bit underdone for that? Well, no. He's, whether he's a first grader yet, and me personally, I think he needs to put on a little bit more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, by that I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's when you carry the ball back in first grade, you can get ragdolled and it's actually detrimental to the start of your sets rather than been a good start and you've got to take that into account that's just part of the boxes you tick you know when trying to become a first grader but I have no doubt he'll play uh, first grade I believe I reckon me personally in the next 12 months you know I think um, he's probably leapfrogged Queenland in that regard if they do call upon someone to go in then Dusty will be there um, and I know Mary holds him in high regard so I think it's only a matter of time to be honest uh, I think we've got to let you go, Gaz. You've got the plane call uh, for you. Um, look, I know you don't bring much to the table for the Sunday ticket on Fox Sports, <laughs> but if you can keep bringing the peanut M&Ms and the Maltesers, it would be most appreciated. No worries, Jimmy. My wife said that you'd stop eating them, though, so I'll have to uh, I'll the sugar-free. <laughs> Talk to me about it. Uh, all right, mate, appreciate that. Um, we'll, we'll catch up later in the year. My pleasure, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Mark Gosney there on the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give them a call, 1-800-555-777. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the grand final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Slater and Gordon. When you have a legal issue to tackle, call Slater and Gordon. 1-800-555-777. Now I'm going to take your dancing around the studio, Pam Whaley. As the excitement in uh, you for our next guest, Chris Kennedy, NRL fantasy guru, alleged, he's got that on his Twitter account, uh, alleged <laughs> uh, guru, uh, also writes for NRL.com. G'day, Chris. Hi, how you going? Yeah, really well. Great to have you on the program. And apparently there's um, all sorts of fantasy leagues out there. I'm not really aware of them. <laughs> apparently the very, only very person popular. involved. Yeah, you should yeah. probably get involved. You're missing yeah. out. Yeah, well, absolutely. You've got to hold my hand and talk me through this one. Um Let's go back to round 19. Some of the guys that were standouts there. Is there anyone that uh, that, that caught your attention from a um, fantasy points point of view? Well, certainly uh, Josh Mansell was the, the star of the week with a, a ridiculous 15 tackle breaks against Parramatta. Backing up from 80-odd uh, the game before, he was an absolute uh, match winner for a lot of head-to-head coaches who had him uh, this weekend. He's, uh, he's looking in great form for the run home. Is there anyone um, that kind of didn't really perform very well last week and who you need to hold coming into this round? 
Yeah, there's a few guys on just sort of the, the watch list. Uh, Jack DeBell and Hoichel only brought in last week. Uh, pretty underwhelming. Uh, less minutes than we used, used to seeing from him, only 37. Um, Paul Gallon a little bit underwhelming, but backing up from Origin, that's uh, to be expected. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Jake Travojevic as well. His, uh, his minutes have sort of been on, on a downward spiral, unfortunately, so he could be a sell for a lot of coaches. And, uh, and Ryan James just in a little mini slump after some wonderful form earlier in the year. Chris, um, going into the run to the finals, do you go for players who are going to be, um, who are at the bottom of the table, going to be tackling a lot, going to be doing a lot of that stuff, or do you stick with sort of the the, the players that are outstanding and are, and expensive as well? Um, certainly, at this point, you want to buy the good players, and given the stage of the season we're in, the good players are mostly very expensive, but you can't really judge it from where they are on the table. So guys like, you know, Jack DeBell and Ryan James, who I just mentioned, have been doing great things all year, even though their teams have been sort of a little bit hot and cold and, and they're not really much better or worse than someone like a, a Corey Parker or, or Paul Gallen, whose teams are up, you know, further towards the top of the table. Um, if you're looking at defensive players um, like those tacklers, then it's it's almost better if they're, you know, going to be in a dogfight every week. But if you're looking at your, your attacking guys, so, you you know, for example, Anthony Milford's really gone downhill since the Broncos stopped winning so many games because he's such an attacking player. So your halves, your Thurston's, um, Milford's hunt, these sorts of guys you want to get from the, the good teams that score a lot of points. Mm. Is there a key metric? Are there any particular metrics that you go to uh, on a personal basis, Chris? Yeah, we talk about your, your base stats. So these are your reliable stats, your run meters, uh, your tackles, and your, uh, your kick meters. Um, so a kid like Nathan Cleary has come in. He's actually been really good because of his base stats. He gets through 30-plus tackles a week, and he kicks for 300 meters a week. So even when he's not scoring tries, which he's been doing a bit of and, and getting a lot of conversions, he still scores quite solidly because of these base stats. So that's your bread and butter for fantasy coaches. Chris, I need to ask you a very important question. Sioni Matautia just went up in price because he was going great and now I have to sell him. Who do I buy? Well, have you got him uh, where we're in your centres? Yeah, wingers fullback. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tricky spot. The, uh, I mean, this is the time of year to, to consolidate. So it sort of depends how much money you got to play with, but really want to bring in your guns, so your Tedesco's, your Munsters, your Mansors, these sort of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of really appealing options in that mid-tier category. So your best option is to, if you've got two players who are mid-range and one of them's not in your best 17, then sell him, downgrade him for a 130-grand player who won't play and use the rest of the money to bring in someone like a Munster who's just going to be a star for you on the run home. Um, Chris, we're just thinking about um, Corey Norman, obviously, in a precarious position. We don't know whether he'll play for the rest of the season, whether he'll come back, and obviously he gets good points for power. What would you do with him if he was in your team at the moment? I think he's definitely a sell. He's done quite a good job for coaches who brought him in through the, the buy rounds because Parramatta obviously played all those tricky buy rounds when the other uh, a lot of the other teams are unavailable. Um, but now that we're through that, uh, every team plays every week. There's so many good players in the halves. Um, I'd be selling Corey Norman. You know, he pr- almost certainly won't play this week and worst case, he misses the rest of the year. Mm. You can straight swap him to someone like a Jonathan Thurston who's actually available at quite a big discount to what he started the year at um, due to a few quiet scores through the origin period. So he's great value this week first and so you just straight swap there and, and you're away. Hey Chris, I want to ask a question. Adam Reynolds pulls out not um, an hour before the game, 30 minutes before the game in the game against the Broncos. What's that mean if he's in your fantasy team? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, if you had him in your in your playing seventeen, it means you get a, an auto emergency. So someone, right. uh, a scoring player who wasn't in your seventeen, the lowest score out of all of them 
uh, is included in your team score, assuming you had one, um, and assuming there's if someone somehow got you know a negative score or zero, it wouldn't be them; it'd be your lowest positive score. Um, Adam Reynolds obviously hurting a few coaches this year with injuries in and out, so he's another one I'd be looking to straight swap onto your your first ends and hunts for the run home. Yeah, right. Any other players you, you you're looking at for round twenty, and indeed maybe a little bit later on into the season that you think are going to be some a uh, bit of value there for for the uh, players. In terms of value, the two best buyers this week, in my opinion, uh, Andrew McCulloch from the Broncos. It, it looks like they're running uh, one hooker with uh, with Nick Remery out injured, and he's actually um, a lot cheaper than he started the year at because he was losing minutes to Nick Arima earlier on. Now, Cody obviously back around round 23, so that's just in time to be a headache for head-to-head coaches. But for the next you know, month or so, um, you can get some real keeper-level scores out of Andrew McCulloch for someone who's much cheaper than you, you Cameron Smiths and, and Jake Friends. Um, the other one would be Conrad Hurrell, who came back um, after a mixed year um, with 36 points. He's, uh, he's very cheap this week, only about 156 grand, I think. So he's, um, if you want to swap, um, maybe maybe even Pam could get him in for, uh, for Sione Matadia. I've then, already uh, got him. Elsewhere. Uh. Oh, I already got, already got him. I think Sorry, I'm going to go Munster. Yep. Yep. Do it. Do it. Uh, yeah. Ask Gareth yeah. Widdop whether he's playing well. Um, Conrad Hurrell, he was fantastic uh, last Friday yeah. night. Hey, Chris, great to chat. Um, feel like I've gone through a really important learning experience there. Um, Pam and uh, Maria are going to show me their teams, and uh, we're going to, uh, I reckon this time next year, I'll be right into uh, NRL well, Fantasy. I having you on board uh, for Fantasy for the start of next season and uh, really just watching you flourish throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I, really, I don't know who's interviewing who. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Chris. We'll, uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, AK. Thanks for having us. Uh, there is CK, uh, brought to you by Slater and Gordon, SG, S&G, um, 1-800-555-777, tenuous link there. Big League Magazine, run to the finals podcast. Just at, where's Bowie, the national sales manager of Big, uh, manager of Big League Magazine? He's, I just crying. noticed we're halfway through the podcast and uh, realised he wasn't here. He's crying in Rupert Murdoch's toilets at News Corp. Right, Hills. What's happened? Oh, he was just like so upset because we kept bagging him. <laughs> He's very sensitive. He's an easy target, though. He's soft target, isn't he? He's just yeah. really soft. Yeah. Thought Luke Lewis was excellent too. <laughs> got to get him back. Hey, we've got to look at the games for round twenty coming up tonight. Cowboys up against the Bulldogs. Now we know which way you're going here, Maria. Pam, uh, less biased opinion of this one. Um, oh, that's outrageous! <laughs> outrageous. I would always tip the Cowboys at home, but I would not be surprised in the slightest if the Bulldogs got up here. I think that um, Des Hasler is obviously just a master at getting his team together at this time of year. They're on a streak of four wins in the bag now in a row. So I think the Cowboys might be a little bit disjointed after getting all the team back from origin, perhaps. So wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, um, but I reckon the Cowboys at home. Yeah, I think I'll go the Cowboys at home as well. In, in what's going to be a high-quality game, and I'm not discounting the Bulldogs from being a, a premiership threat, but winning up in Townsville yeah. in, in round 20 is a, a different game. I'm completely. just quickly the only person who tipped the Titans last week also. Right, okay. So, so I, could go. Go, I could go on the streak here <laughs> of two. Away you go, away you go. <laughs> New South Wales can't do it, but I can. There you go. Hashtag two in a row. <laughs> yeah. uh, Broncos so versus Panthers. Now, this is a really interesting one. I reckon last week, girls that the Broncos found form again. The, the scoreline might not have suggested they could have nearly got to 50 against the Rabbitohs, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the Broncos will get this one easily. I think that the Panthers have kind of been kind of coughing and spluttering through the season. Mm. And I don't think they've really developed any kind of form or um, 
momentum and I think that the the Broncos probably just needed a, a good win to get their confidence back and just to kind of believe in themselves again. And what the Panthers put together maybe half an hour of really good football. Not, 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 that not even, yeah, yeah, to beat Parramatta last week. So yeah. it's really going to depend on whether they can last the full 80 against the Broncos who can just like completely squeeze the life out of you. So much skill and talent in that mm-hmm. Panther side, but uh, Broncos for me. Saturday, we've got the Raiders up against the Warriors. Raiders at home, ready to go, make their charge into the semifinals. I see them comfortably winning this one, Maria. I would flip a coin. Flip a coin? Uh, yeah, I, can, I honestly, the Warriors every week I want to tip them. Every time I do, I regret it. Mm. Every time I don't, they win. Right. So I don't know anymore. So just let me know from my tipping. Are you tipping them this week? No. Right, okay. I will. So they will probably <laughs> win. <laughs> Pam? This is the kind of game that will be uh, 36 to 38 or something like that or probably it will <laughs> yeah. result in a golden point or something like that. I think that the Raiders will get them at home. Probably a Blake Austin field goal in there after driving a fan to the game too. So It's going to be a cracking game. game. <laughs> exactly. Either way, it's going to yeah. be great. So, yeah. 5.30, yeah. Titans up against the Eels. The Eels, were, uh, we know that Corey Norman is uh, not playing in this game again. They're just incredible the way they stick on, but I'm impressed by the Titans. I agree. And I think, um, you know, if this is the time that they've, they've got to put it together, they've got to, they've got to do it if they want to make the finals. Mm. They've got to beat a team like Para, especially. Mm. Pam? Uh, I think the Titans have been pretty consistent this year as well, but I think that um, Para have just shown how resilient they are and they've just had so much, um, you know, so much to deal with this year and they just keep coming back and keep fighting. So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they win this one. Storm Roosters, this is down at Amy Park. It's second B, 15th and a short turnaround for the Roosters Storm to win. By a thousand points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll say Storm by 14. I think they'll get this yeah. fairly the easy. But haven't been that bad Agree. the past month. Um, even I'm, I find it frustrating. I just want them to hold the ball and score or do something. Connor Watson was good last week. They won by... Th- 12 points, the Sharks, and yet probably weren't the better side on the yeah, night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the frustrating thing from a Roosters point of view, and it's also the uh, uh, refreshing thing from a Sharks point of view. Well, they just don't know how to lose. The Roosters have probably been that team in, in the past few years where they maybe haven't been the better team on the night but have still found a way to win, mm. and I think they've just kind of lost that. And I think that comes with confidence as well, just just getting it done. Agree with you about Connor Watson. Um, thought he showed great speed. Sharks beat Knights on Sunday. This Oof. is at... SCG Stadium, first v 16th. 2,000 points. Well, the Knights haven't been that bad, but Sione Matautia is a massive loss for them. Yeah, Yeah, that was a stroke. I don't think anyone really saw that coming, him moving into the second row, and uh, he's been excellent there. Um, Yeah, I think the Sharks will win this one. They have a lot to play for, and um, I don't think it's going to be close. The Knights were – it was a really enjoyable game last week, I found. And they kept coming back and they played really fast and, like, they've obviously got a bit more with um, Jared Mullen in 5-8, but you can't go past the Sharks, can you? Corbin Sims was really good for them. Um, And let's hope he can do that again. Now, this is interesting. Dragons running 10th up against the West Tigers running 11th. Lots of drama we've already discussed within the West Tigers. Can they come out and play and put it on the field, Pam? Yes, I think they'll win this one. Um, I think that they just show, even with Robbie Farrow coming from the bench, I think that the first 20 or 30 minutes that the the Tigers have been able to put together have really been able to put teams um, under a lot of pressure Mm. in that first first kind of quarter or so of the game. So I think that, yeah, I think it's going to be too much for the Dragons, I think. It's it's hard to back the Dragons after the past couple of weeks, after watching them the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So... 
I'll go with the Tigers. Well, they've got no points in them and except for the opposition now, the Dragons, and that's the concern. And especially this West Tigers side loves to attack Tedesco, a superstar. So West Tigers for me in that one. Monday night at ANZ Stadium, it's going to be the Rabbitohs up against the Seagulls in front of two men and a dog, 13th <laughs> v 12. Um, I think the Seagulls are on a bit of a roll. I think so too. This is at Allianz Stadium as well. But oh, it, sorry. <laughs> it, I think that the... Yeah, yeah, I think Manly we, will be on a bit of a on a bit of a roll here. I, the Rabbitohs just haven't had that grit, or they they just kind of seem like they're not trying, which obviously is is not true. But it just they just haven't had the thing. Um, Tom Trebojevic and Jake were great last yes. week. Um, Jamie Bura. Is Bloody it? in the form of his heart yeah. or something? I don't it's know. My origin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Wait. Um, but yeah, no, they've they've been pretty impressive the past few weeks. So. Um, yeah, at Allianz Stadium, mm-hmm. be a big crowd. Mm. Three men and a dog. Um, <laughs> no, Rabbitohs are trying, but it's just not quite happening for them, is it? it, it um, the game against the Broncos, the effort was there, execution not there for them. Uh, Seagulls to win that one. So that's round 20 on the Big League Magazine. Run to the finals podcast, done and dusted. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Getting to the pointy end of the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Did you know that, Pam? I did know that. Yes, we mentioned it quite a bit. <laughs> we? I remember when you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call, uh, 1-800-555-777. Got to talk about the mag this week, Maria, men of league round, of course. Cameron Smith, understandably, on the front, the captain of Australia. Cameron Smith and uh, Ron Coote, who was part of the inception of the Men of League Foundation. Yeah. So we've got some some good stuff. Um, we've got a few case studies, um, things Men of League have done to help. They really want to emphasise this year the fact that it's not just the men of league. They help um, families, women, children, yeah. any, everyone, anyone who's had contact with the rugby league community. Um, and they'll be um, gathering money from people at games. So if you see someone at a game... Um, throw in a couple of bucks. Give them some money. Yeah. And, and I think some sides are wearing the socks, but not all sides. Why aren't all sides wearing the socks? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. Rugby league. That, Who knows? It's, it's rugby league. Yeah. And I went to the dinner on Tuesday night, and congratulations to Darren Lockyer. I think deserved as captain's captain. You know, great mm-hmm. numbers that he had uh, from his Australian test captaincy career. Um, but I was sitting there thinking men of league nah, doesn't actually work now because of the work that they do with everyone in the community. So uh, maybe something to look at from that point of view. Before we get to our fearless predictions, we're looking forward to them uh, mm-hmm. this week <laughs> as well. Um, well. We've got to make mention of the prize, of course. Uh, it's an incredible trip that's up for offer, uh, up for grabs, and that's a trip to the Four Nations. It's valued at over $28,000. Uh, four nations at the end of the year. So across any of the social media posts, Facebook, uh, Twitter or Instagram, uh, and I'm presuming you ladies are on all three, correct? All three, yes. And yes. Spend yep. too much time on them. Way right. too much time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, hashtag my big league. Got it. We need a uh, photo, uh, photographic evidence of you there with your big league magazine. So if we can yep. get that, uh, then yep. you go into the draw for that prize. Yeah, and the most creative um, ones will be up there. Are you on the judging panel? Um, look, I don't know if I am, but I should be. Yes, you I'll should talk be. to someone about it. Yeah. <laughs> write a letter. <laughs> no, I, yeah. <laughs> to yourself. Write a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Don't leave it to yourself and put yourself on that list. Uh, uh, now, social media star of the week. Speaking of social media, uh, Maria, you wanted to highlight some of the work of Darcy Lussick across the Twitter platform uh, over the last week. Yeah, outstanding uh, Friday night. Darcy um, watched Nathan Peets play, one of his mates, obviously, play for the Titans um, and commentated his game. Here are some of the highlights. This is just classic. I just think this is so <laughs> hilarious. It, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Um, Darcy says, he ran in to congratulate the try scorer. Would be, would be surprised if he said something nice. Very surprised. <laughs> uh, great contact on Frizzle from Pete's. Hopefully Laurie Daly saw that. Origin 1 next year for Nath. Hopefully gets me a free ticket. Oh, groundswell of support. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. nice. Um, and there was a great one about, um, oh, I hope Pete's doesn't eye gouge anyone like he did to me when I played him. Just not in the spirit of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he was anxiously waiting the man of the match presentation after the game. To, uh, and yeah. Nathan, Nathan did. Nathan did. Nathan did. No, 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 fantastic. Oh. So well done, Darcy Lussick. You're our uh, star of the week from a social media point of view. Uh, well done. Uh, I think uh, a big league magazine coming your way. Uh, courtesy of Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Darcy. Yeah. Uh, fantastic prize. Uh, time now for our fearless British. Is it start again after State of Origin? I think that's a separate competition, isn't it? State of Origin. Yeah, well, I was the only one that got any points. That, so. so do yeah. you get something? Yes. You should, well, yeah. The pride? I'll shout you a yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah. thanks, mate. No worries. Our accolades. Thank congratulations. You. congratulations. Thank you very much. Right. Thank but, you. Uh, Bowie you. Phillips not here, the national sales manager. So <laughs> this probably won't be as ridiculous. Uh, as it has been previously. Uh, Maria, over to you first. I do wonder if this is uh, fearless enough again. Tell mm. me if mm. you don't think so. Um, mm. Tigers 13 plus against the Dragons and Farrah won't be back next week. Tigers 13 okay. plus and mm-hmm. Farrah not named next week or, or doesn't play. Doesn't play, Next yep. week. Okay. All right. No, no, no. That's fearless enough. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pam? Uh, mine actually has to do with the Tigers as well. I think Luke Brooks and Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Moses, that's right. Um, we'll combine. They'll have three try assists between them. Yeah, three try assists between them. Yeah. Okay. You want to make it Is five? That fearless? And, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to throw in no, five no, and no, put no. Teddy Tedesco? Come on, James Tedesco scores all the tries. Okay, we'll go. No, no, that's fine. You can go three. Three. Luke Brooks and Mitchell Moses. Yeah, yeah. I think put, they you don't just... get James Tedesco with that. No. Right. Okay. Good. Right. Fair enough. I don't want him. <laughs> oh. Okay. Don't need him. It's rubbish. <laughs> James Tedesco. Um, yes, you're right. Scores tries for fun. Uh, mine is this. Um, of the top eight sides at the moment, six of them will win this weekend. Two of them will lose. Okay. Which two? Ah, do I have to do that? Oh, okay. Just, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, okay. Do I have to do that? I can tell you which two I think are going to uh, lose. Yeah, no, yeah oh, I want to hear. Right. May as well yeah. just clarify. Okay. Bulldogs uh-huh. tonight. Sorry, no, no. Maria. And the other one is the Warriors. Okay. Uh, okay. Against the Raiders. So yeah, apart from that, the other ones will be winning. So... Uh, um, that is my fearless prediction. And uh, if someone already on, on Facebook here, we're doing this live, wants to know about Charlie Gubb. He got gubbed uh, by the judiciary uh, seven weeks for a third of a shoulder charge. You know, we've already been through this, Pam, but just a quick yeah. thought on that. Quick thought is he's been there, he's done that, he should know what to expect. He's Don't shoulder charge, Charlie. There's a message for you. Just keep it out of the game. He's not it's the illegal. Messiah. He's a very naughty boy, isn't he, Pam Whaley? Uh, fair enough. Maria, thank you very much for today. Thank you, Pam. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed listening to the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, when you have a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Enjoy your rugby league weekend. If you don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as oh, 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 oh,